so distracted. Everything gets you off focus. It's the same things over and over and over and over that takes your attention, that takes your time, that takes your money, that takes your resources, that takes you off course. This is the truth, not just for you, but for a lot of your brothers and sisters, including myself in this walk with God. Distraction is so easy to overlook, so easy to fall into, and so easy to excuse. What are the distractions? Well, that's something that you have to examine and figure out in your life. What is keeping me from doing the will of the Lord? What is keeping me from living in the fullness and what God has for me on this earth? Have you ever thought about this, that distraction? It is a spiritual attack. Have you ever thought about that is what the enemy is doing? So when we think, when the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we may think of some more catastrophic things. But what about the little things and the things that seem okay? The things that we excuse, the things that we just keep brushing off and we keep saying, I'll get to that tomorrow. Well, I focus that I'll start this on Monday or after the holidays, this is what I'm going to do. Or when my children are in college, this is what I'm going to do. All of these things to keep you from living and doing what God has called you to do. James 1 and uh, 12 through 16 says, blessed is the one who preserves under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor is he tempted anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after desire has been conceived, it brings forth death. It gives birth to sin, excuse me, and sin when it's at its full grown gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Is your distractions, are they pulling you away from God? from his glory and leading you towards some form of death. It may not be physical, but it is it relational, health, finances, ministry, peace, sleep. All of these things do not be deceived by being distracted. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of this podcast, Conquering Me Podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson. On here, we discuss the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. Today, we are going to talk about distractions. Do not get distracted. Do not allow distractions to fill your life and to consume you. Don't do it. This has been on my heart and my mind for the past like few weeks, right? 
And, you know, the Lord has been showing me a lot of various forms of distractions, not only just within my life, but within people around me and also within the world itself, how we can become so easily influenced and pulled into things that are keeping us off track. So I want us to really, really talk about distractions and how it can easily come in our lives and also how we can um, excuse it. You know, here's the truth. Because a lot of us have some form of responsibility, right? Let it be you have to take care of yourself from uh, work, school responsibilities and community responsibilities, whatever other thing that you are a part of, that can be a form of distraction. It could be your family. It can be your jobs. It can be, let's say that you feel like you have to do certain things to have a certain status or influence. All of these things can become distracted when it pulls you away from what God is calling you to do. And here is the truth. It never starts off as a major distraction. It usually starts off as something that will be beneficial or something that you have to do. This is why it is so important to to pray and ask God for the spirit of discernment. One of the prayers I pray consistently and often is, Lord, open my spiritual eyes so that I may see the things that you call me to see. Open my ears so I may hear the things that you call me to hear, God. Let me see and feel what is going on beyond the natural eye. God can give us the ability to have a strong spirit of discernment, a strong um, spirit of uh, really having a foresight of understanding and seeing what's going on. And I will challenge any of us. When we see things that are going on, always, number one, take it to God in prayer first. Don't be so quick to judge or so quick to dismiss or go into your natural thinking. Pray and ask God for his wisdom on what to do now with this new knowledge. We have to seek the knowledge of God. I did want to say this um, in the beginning of it. I quoted, I was reading James 1 and I said, preserve when it said, uh, blessed are those who are preserved through trials, but it's actually persevere. Um, I thought about it after I read it. I said, girl, that is not what that word says. That word says persevere. <laughs> so um, I always want to bring correction, some form or fashion into um Whenever I misread or misquoted a scripture and when things are coming to my knowledge, I want to give that out there because the word of God is so powerful. And one of the ways that the enemy manipulates and twists the word of God is by changing a lot of times one word, one word. He can change one word and then and it has a completely different meaning. So I always want to come uh, from the position of, of my in my place in this today of knowing that I am saying and quoting the word of God to the fullest understanding that God has given me today because I'm already you know I've said it before so many times on this podcast no one no one no one should have the mindset of I have arrived there is no quote unquote arrival in Christ because my mindset is once you have arrived, that means you have nothing else to learn nothing else to grow nothing else to do so for me until I go home to see Jesus, your girl is going to stay a student. I'm going to stay learning. I'm going to stay at his feet. I'm going to stay my prayers to stay humble. Uh, my prayers to learn from others, you know, and to grow, just having a mindset of growth. But distractions, let me tell you, 
these cell phones are messing us up. Some of us need to go on a social media fast. We need to purge because in here, in here is even real talk. Some of us like, so, you know, with social media and all the platforms, they have algorithms. So the moment you like something or you watch a video longer than, I believe it's like 30 seconds or whatever the case is, they will keep showing you videos that are like that. So you can easily get distracted by, well, I'm watching all a bunch of Christian videos. If you are not doing the work to fact check that, to, to study behind that, you don't know if these people are real or not, if they are false prophets or true prophets. So a lot of these things that even the good stuff can't be distractions. One of the things that we have to do, and I'm going to read this and it's in Philippians 3, 12 through 16. And it says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if one point, and if at some point you think differently, that to God will make it clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. What is he saying here? Because this is, I wanted, this is Philippians 3. Uh, 12 through 16, and this is the NIV version. Um, a lot of us may be familiar with the King James version where it says, I press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. If the whole point of what he is saying in here is this, I haven't reached everything. I haven't reached my goal. We know that the goal in a life as believers is to one day see our savior face to face, be able to see God face to face, be able to glorify and be with him in eternal life. But then also I have for us, what are the goals that we have here on earth? Now, now let me make this clear. I had this discussion with my husband. I want to say about a, um, a week ago, or a few days ago, I, I can't remember the time, but we were talking about purpose. And I said to him, and I said, I feel like within the body of Christ, we have made purpose way too big and overcomplicated. At the end of the day, as believers and followers of Christ, and I want to make this clear, those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior and those who said, I will be a disciple, therefore I will go out and do the things that God has called me to do. Our purpose is to fulfill the kingdom of God is to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. That is what our purpose is. Our purpose is to let the light of Christ that is within us to shine so brightly so that men will be drawn. And when I say men, I mean humans will be drawn unto us and we can tell them and show them the love of Christ. We have made purpose about the things purpose about the job or the career and all this other type of stuff. Here's the truth. Cause if, when we lock our purpose up to a position here on earth, 
What happens when that position is no longer? People start to lose themselves. Your purpose is to shine the light of Christ. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Question. How is the kingdom of God going to come down here if those who have accepted Christ don't do the heavenly work? We have to do the heavenly work here on earth. Your purpose is not your job. Your purpose is not even um, your title of being a, a spouse or a parent or whatever it is. Your purpose is the kingdom of God. How am I walking like Christ? How am I fulfilling um, my duties here in the, in the name of Jesus? Am I showing up in love? Am I showing up in peace? The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers. So, so they may, they will inherit the earth. What these things from the job to the education to all of these things um, that we are graced to do here on earth, they are, I guess the best way I can say it is like, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. You carry the message. You carry the message of the good news, which is the life, the death, the resurrection, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, let me put birth. The birth, the life, because the birth of Christ is very important, right? So the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. You carry the message. So your job, your education, the things that you obtain here on earth, these are all resources, like a car is a resource. And if anyone that has lived, has been driving for over 10 years, you have probably had more than one car. Your purpose should not have been locked into that Honda Accord that you first got at 16. And you are too tied. And part of that is just a distraction. This is why it's hard for us to let people go. This is why it's hard for us to move on from jobs, from cities. It is hard for us for us to move on because we have allowed those things, those peoples, those cities, the states, whatever it is to become our purpose, which is which means it becomes our identity. Don't get distracted. Heaven and earth shall pass away. All of these things shall pass away. But what what remains true is God himself. He is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Don't get distracted. Don't allow the wisdom of humans, of mankind, to make you feel like you have to be tied down or you cannot start life over at a certain time because of family loyalty, job loyalty, even regional loyalty. There is some, I used to tease my husband before we moved to the Northwest. I used to tease him. Um, Cause I was like, babe, you know, I think I will always say, you know, let's move to London. Let's move here. Let's move there. And so then I was like, well, babe, let's move here. I kept saying about moving. This is when we were staying in Georgia. And he's like, babe, we, I'm not going anywhere. And then I realized, I looked at that man. I said, boy, you are a true Southern man. You don't want to uh, move west of Texas and north of Kentucky. And it, it, it's just, this is just what it is. But God changed that when the Lord called us to move to the Northwest. It was no hesitation. It was just like, all right, let's go. Because he grew in his identity. Same thing with me. We grew in our identity and our purpose to be on the mission of God. 
Jesus said over and over throughout the Bible, I have to be about my father's business. Anything that removes you from your father's business is a distraction. Once again, you're like, well, Jen, how do I know I'm about my father's business? Let's start with the fundamentals. Are you showing up in the character of Christ in your today? See, the thing is, I don't want you to get distracted and caught up on tomorrow, what tomorrow may bring. But what does your what does your today look like? Examine yourself. I want you to really, really, really examine yourself and say, okay, am I too caught up in other people's opinions? Am I too caught up in social media? Am I too caught up in the latest trend in whatever industry or whatever takes your interest, whatever takes whatever it is? Am I too caught up in this? Like what's happening? Am I not focused on the things that I know the Holy Spirit is telling me to handle? Maybe it's a hard conversation that you're supposed to have. How about this? Maybe it's something to where God is like, I need you to get up and start stretching for 10 minutes. But boy, after you get home from work, you lay in that bed and that bed feels good. And you get on social media, whatever your favorite platform is, and you just zone out. It's a distraction. What am I not doing that is leading me towards death? At the end of the day, I want us to understand in the spirit, which manifests itself in the natural, but in the spirit realm is either life or death. There is no in between. There's either life or death. Is my today lining me? Is it aligning me with the life that God has called me to, to live? Am I bringing the kingdom of God? Am I walking in Christ's character? Am I walking in his love? Do I, is my speech seasoned with his grace? Am I even praying? Am I in my word? Don't get caught up in tomorrow because that's how you get caught up in, in worry and anxiety and all these other things. And this is, I want to go back to the, uh, the scripture where it says, um, forgetting which is behind and pressing forward. And in the NIV version, what it says, it says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. So that means I'm forgetting, I'm letting go of my yesterday. Yesterday is gone, but I am doing all that I can to push myself forward into my tomorrow reaching for my future. But I want us to give us a balance here because it says in Matthew 6, 33, 34, this is what Jesus is saying. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will have its worries about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, of its own, own, excuse me, Focus on today. Focus on today. This was something that the Holy Ghost, I literally had to pray consistently. Oh, and I still I'm, have gotten stronger in this area, but I am, there's a whole lot more growth for me to happen where I am just focusing on my today. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm focusing on my day and what has helped me. God has, um, and this is why I, I do. If anyone knows me, you know, if you talk to me on a consistent basis, 
if you're talking to me about anything, um, first thing I'm going to ask you is, did you pray about it? Did you talk to the Lord about it? And one of this comes from, and this mindset and this heart posture comes from this passage of scripture, which is what Jesus said in Matthew 6:33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. If I'm constantly seeking God, if I'm constantly out looking for his righteousness, I know that the things that I desire will happen. But I know that I, if I have a mindset of a listener in prayer, let me put this little caveat in there. When we pray, I want us to be okay with going to God and being in silence. Allowing whatever is in you to come out. Let your mind, you know, a lot of times we have to get all that stuff out of our mind and get your mind quiet so you can hear God, hear him, hear him clearly so that you can know, okay, this is what God is saying for me. And then rest and find peace in that. How do you know you go and you find scriptures and you study those scriptures? If the Lord is saying, I am with you. And that's what you hear in prayer. You say, God, I thank you for being with me. I know that you will not leave me nor forsake me. I know that is not what you have. You have been with me. You study his word to confirm and continue to water that word that he has given you. Be okay with just listening in prayer. A lot of times we just kind of ramble off. When I hear people, when they're talking about their prayer life, I'm asking them, what is that they're praying for? You know, they're praying for forgiveness. They're praying for things. They're praying for understanding. They're praying. I'm like, prayer is a conversation. Prayer is communication. And if anyone knows anyone that is a great communicator, they are a listener first. They listen to understand, not a listen to defend, but a listen to understand. So I encourage you when you are seeking God and all of his righteousness, definitely, definitely have a mindset and a heart posture to listen. Yes, you can ask what you want. That's what the Bible says. Asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knock and the door shall be open unto you. But in order for you to grow, to stop being that worrier, to stop focusing on yesterday and, and, yet, and tomorrow, you have to literally, literally get your mind together and say, ah, Focus me, God, on today. And one of the ways that God has put me is, and this was through prayer, the Lord told me to get one of these digital calendars. Get a digital calendar, and I literally have my day mapped out hour by hour. Hour by hour. It has allowed me to not feel like I'm not doing enough. It has allowed me to see, oh, my goodness, I am I am uh, productive. It has allowed me to see, okay, God, you told me to take care of these things this week, and I knock these things out. It has built my strength because I'm allowing my today to really impact my tomorrow. And I'm saying to God, God, I know that if I can just follow you on today, it let me tell you, time is different with God. Don't get distracted. Time is different with God. I know it's easy to say, well, to, to think that maybe you have enough time or to feel like you don't have enough time. And what I my whole point is with this distraction and don't get distractions. I want us to understand how precious every moment that we have here on earth, how precious every moment God has graced us with. If God is saying, take this time out just to relax, maybe you're like, oh, I got to get this work done. But God is saying, no, I need you to stop and just take the next three hours and just spend it with your family. 
Call up that friend that's been on your mind forever. How about you go have quiet time? Shut off your phone, whatever it is, because I just have to have faith when I'm following the wisdom of God for my day-to-day routine. And see, here's the thing. I know some of us are like, well, for me, because I am an entrepreneur and I have various things going on, I have to ask God to literally be my calendar. Really? I said, God, I need you to schedule this stuff out because your girl will be all over the place. I'll get distracted. There's days to where I will feel so productive and there's days to where I'm just all over the place. Even with those who have your nine to five and whatever the case is, like you have your routine. Don't get caught up. Once again, distracted. Don't get distracted and saying, this is what I always do. I always, on my way to work, I stop at this coffee place and I do this. What if you say even your routine and comfortability can become a distraction? Once again, I want us to take this. A distraction is anything that pulls you away from the will of the Lord. How do you know what the will of the Lord is? The will of the Lord is for you to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth. But you have to minimize. I mean, you have to make it to where it is. I now have to narrow it down to God. What is your will for me today? Today. Don't just say, well, I'm studying to be a preacher or, you know, I know I have to do Bible study next week or, well, you know, my family knows that I'm a believer. I tell them, no, 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 no. What is your today looking like? Because a day unto God is unto a thousand years. So let me read this. Second Peter three, five through eight. But they deliberately forgot that long ago by God's words, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of the water and by water. By these waters, also the world of that time was uh, deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and and destruction of the ungodly. But this is verse eight. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Can you imagine, can you imagine if we say on a consistent basis, Lord, today I give this over to you. Lord, today I am opening up my mind and my heart and my, all of me to follow you. Even if it takes me off of my normal routine. Even if it takes me out of normally, maybe during my lunchtime, I I'd sit and have lunch at my desk. I'm pretty quiet. Maybe you saying, no, go to the break room, have lunch with somebody else. I don't know what seeds I can be that God is calling me to plant. I don't know how God is calling me to water. But if I can say, God, a thousand a day for me is like a thousand years for you. What can be done today if I just stay focused about my father's business? We have to seek the wisdom of God in order for us not to be distracted. There are so many beautiful things that God has in store for us. So many wonderful things that he wants us to obtain, but we are easily distracted. I was reading a um, article And it was talking about, I believe it said the rise of anxiety and the rise of ADHD and the rise of other um, mental uh, 
uh, diagnostics and this and they really are not all, but they they're seeing a large portion of it uh, being directed towards social media and our cell phones and all these other types of things. It was funny. I was talking to my youngest son's teacher and and I was getting a lot of text messages on this morning from various people. And I said, you know, part of me really did like life before cell phones because before the cell phone, you you had to people have to leave a for those who don't know back in the day there was a tape recorder. You only had you only could call people at their home, and if you was and then they had a, <laughs> they didn't show us what was it? It was free after a certain time on nights and weekends and stuff like that. So you only called even during certain hours, but it was it was good. So that people wouldn't have access to you like that. You were able to not be pulled in so many different ways. And now with Apple watches and Samsung watches, Google watches, all these things that are connected to our phone. It's like, I can walk, I can literally, and I do, I take off the, I turn off the notifications on my phone, on my uh, watch. If someone texts me or call me and if I don't see it, I'm not paying attention because I'm like, I can't be pulled on a consistent basis like this. I want to have my heart and my mind so focused on God. I want to be able to, to hear his wisdom in the most random times, right? When we are in tune with the Holy Spirit, he can talk to us even when we haven't set aside time to pray. The other day I was getting, I was leaving the gym and I got into the car and the Holy Spirit, it was just like, just drop this word on me. Boom. And I said, Praise God that God, you pull on me, even when I'm not aware of it, that you talk to me when I didn't say, hey, come talk to me right now. It is because I have already prayed and said, God, my heart and my mind is open. You come and grab me anytime, anytime. Use the wisdom of God and understanding that if I'm focusing on his kingdom, if I'm focusing on what he has called me to do, once again, your purpose as a believer, as a believer, as a believer, your purpose is for the kingdom of God to come here on earth. Study the word of God, ask for his wisdom, knowing that a day for us is a thousand years. So what can be accomplished in the spirit realm? That That's the thing. A lot of times we think, oh, it's going to take forever for this to happen. No, if I just follow God and be obedient to him, I want to read this. It says in 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 11, verse 6 says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, among the mature, but not the, not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God uh, designed for our glory. Destined, excuse me, for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if we, if, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what he, no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Remember, I just said, 
I told the Holy Ghost numerous of times in my life, hey, you grab me. You tap me on my shoulder. You go ahead and tug on my heart. Even when I'm not even paying attention. I need you to say, hey, 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 let me tell you something real quick. It's not my quote unquote set aside prayer time or set aside uh, study time. But I'm like, God, come on in. That's my heart posture. What is our heart posture? Verse 10. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Wow. For who knows this person's thought except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except for the spirit of God. No one knows except for those who are the spirit of God. When we are doing our best on trying not to, excuse me, become distracted or really trying to live a life according to the purpose of God, we have to seek his wisdom and we have to allow the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit to really, really reign in our lives. Take control like God just really. Open my eyes, open my ears, increase your discernment, increase your wisdom. Because what happens is if we're really, as we grow, and this is, and what's interesting, two passages from this passage of scripture, and there's another passage that I read earlier, it had talked about the mature. As you mature in Christ, you will begin to feel God pull you. There have been times to where I've been driving and I hear God, I would just like feel, I need to make a left right here. And ooh, make another right. Sometimes it didn't go to anything. Sometimes it was just me just following God. But I don't know what's happening in the spirit realm. He hasn't revealed those things to me, but the spirit will reveal it to me in time and in season. Don't get distracted. Don't allow the enemy to pull you away from things that seem okay. That things that seem excusable. Well, everybody else is doing this. Well, this is common for my generation. This is common. And I I want us to understand this, especially for those who are in their 20s. Stop thinking that no one understands. Why am I saying that? Because when I was in my 20s, I thought the same thing. But the word of God says that there is nothing new under the sun, meaning what you are going through, what you're experiencing, what your mental, where your mental is, all of these things, somebody else has gone through it. And most likely somebody in your family or your close circle. This is a way that the enemy keeps us away from each other by saying no one understands. Now here you're dealing with shame. You're dealing with regret. You're dealing with loneliness. All of these comes in because you haven't said, God, even if the people around me don't understand, I know you do. And you will guide me to people who may not even experience everything, but they have a, a heart, a mindset of understanding. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by the hustle culture, the money culture. The Bible talks about serving one God. You're either going to serve God or mammoth. Mammoth in the Bible is, is referring to money. Don't get distracted. Because even with you, how about this? Don't get distracted by you serving the church and your knowledge of the word of God. Because, see, that can unknowingly become a form uh, a form of an idol. God allowed me to see in the spirit where people who have served in, the, in ministry for so long, and I was, I was at a funeral 
of um of someone who was a pastor and he had a very very long life and so you see all the quote unquote dignitary so the elders the superintendents the pastors and bishop and all these other people who were there and I looked at the pulpit the the stage where they were and it was just like I said God what is it I'm like what is what is off right so as I'm looking I'm seeing and I'm praying I'm saying praying I'm like Holy Ghost reveal it reveal it. And then it was like the Lord began to give me understanding and knowledge for some people because they have served with God for so long. It is now a form of pride, which has become an idol. So now there's no humility there. They're not able to have compassion. They're not able to get on the ground, quote unquote, with those who are coming up. It's just it's. It was interesting as God was revealing these things to me and I began to pray. I'm like, God, help your children in the name of Jesus. And then also I asked the Holy Spirit, keep that in my mind. Keep that in my mind so that I won't allow my years of serving for the Lord to become this kind of badge of honor in a point to where it's kind of like a trophy that you put on the pedestal. That's the best way I can say it. Don't get distracted. I encourage all of us to sit down and look at your distractions. Some of the things you know, like I had, I knew from the beginning, social media was a distraction. So I had to take, um, the main ones that I stay on is like TikTok or Instagram. Just looking at other stuff, finding information, being entertained, laughing, whatever like that. I had to take it off my home screen. So I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And when I say the amount of time that I spend on my phone on things like that has decreased so much. I had to be, get a calendar that was that allowed me to schedule my day. And of course, I always pray like, Lord, you lead my days. That's what I had to do. I had to ask the Lord to open my eyes to myself when. If I'm feeling triggered, if I'm feeling this, if the Lord is saying he's calling you for better health, but then you see certain things trigger you back into your old habits. I ask the Lord to open my, uh, my, open my ears to my language because what we speak gives life or death. Am I speaking um, something that is going to uh, fuel me or kill me? What is like God reveal all of these things? Reading books that are helping me. Yes, number one, the word of God. I've mentioned before, I'm in this book called Atomic Habits. Very good. What are the tools and resources, Lord, that you have out there that will help me to stay focused on bringing the kingdom of God here? And Lord, allow my character to reflect you on today. Allow my speech to reflect you on today because a day, is a thousand years unto you. You created the heavens and earth. For uh, uh, for some of us who are like, well, how? What do you mean a day is in a thousand years? Go back and read the beginning of Genesis, when it says on day one he created this, day two he created that. All of these things God created a day. It's a thousand years. Remember, time is not God Himself is time. When it says He is the Alpha and the Omega. He was, he is here and was here before this earth was created and he will be here after it's gone. God himself is eternal. He is all things. So my prayer is that your mind is shifted. 
shifted from being distracted. And I'm going to go back to this. Several of those passages of scripture talk about those who are mature. When you become mature in your faith, you begin to see certain things can't keep my attention anymore. Certain conversations I can't have anymore. Certain things can't be a part of me anymore. I'm not asking you to go out there and cause a whole bunch of ruckus and tell everybody they got to stop doing this and blah, blah, blah. No, you focus on you. Don't go out there saying we have to stop talking about this. We have to stop doing this. Da, 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 da. Now, if that's what the Lord is telling you to do. Amen. But focus on you. Focus on you getting your discipline. Focus on you understanding the triggers that the enemy places in front of you the temptations that are in front of you. For a lot of us, the temptations are not the same what they were when we first got into Christ. But the temptations are different. But have we paid attention to what they are today? Remember, it is not God who tempts us because he does not tempt us with evil. It is us, but we are drawn out by our own desires. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted for your mental sake. Don't get distracted. A lot of the distractions that we are facing today is leading us to fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. Keep your mind on Christ. Let this mind that is within you be in me, Jesus. I want your mind. Remember I talked about the character early. I want your mind. Don't get distracted distracted. I pray that you have learned something on today. I pray that you have gained something on today. Go back and I'm going to put in the show notes um, in the description regarding the passage of scriptures that I uh, read today. Go and study that. Go and study that. Study what the word of God is saying. We have to be defenders of Christ. We have to be knowledgeable about his wisdom, his word, and who God is. And we have to walk in his character, his love, his mindset, use his words. How did Jesus speak, right? And Jesus wasn't always nice and rosy. He wasn't, but everything he did, it was about his father's business. I love you all. And let's pray on this because, you know, we always in their prayer. Lord, we thank you and we praise you just for bringing us all together on today. God, I pray that I was and I did and I said what you have called me to say on today. Lord, any of us that are dealing with distractions right now, reveal it to us in the name of Jesus. Bring it to our attention so that we may be the light here on earth so that we may be able to draw men unto you, God. That is our purpose, Lord Jesus. Change our mindset that it may reflect you. Change our words that it may be like you and change our character that it may show like you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for anyone that wants to know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. I ask that you repeat after me, Lord, come into my life, come into my heart. I ask for repentance. I will turn from my wicked ways and I will serve you. You are the son of God. You are the one true living God. Thank you for being my savior. If you have said that you are saved, we are rejoicing. We are excited for you. God is happy. He's like one of my creations have come into my, have become my children, come into the kingdom. 
that's what this thing is all about. I love you all. Please like and subscribe, share the podcast. We want to get the word of God out and we want people to grow. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Love you all and speak to you next Friday.